live from the ESPN 690 and Jaron Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Had a fantastic weekend, everybody. We're in for a nice week here in Jacksonville, Florida. Mid-70s, maybe tick up to the 80s a bit. And so we said, let's get out of the studio. Or at least I did. We're at Fleming Island Golf Club here today. And uh, we've been here many a times before. You can catch them on our Dream 18 card. Uh, they just put the new Power Tee in. Power Tee is sponsored of our Dream 18 show on Wednesdays at 2 o'clock. So be trying that out here today top of the tee uh which is a pretty cool setup right behind me and then of course i got the driving range and the golf and everything else too so uh come on out if you're in the area say hello be here until six o'clock and then i'm actually doing tv live at fleming island high school and uh then going to a flag football game girls flag football game regional finals and middleburg has one too so i'll be on this side of town uh all evening until back in the tv studio uh later tonight brent Morton here casey kurtz uh, in the Action Sports Shack studios, uh, manning it down with a mini fridge, apparently. Yeah, uh, I feel like you updated the people. I'll update the people as well. I'll be playing FIFA tonight. <laughs> so if tonight. anybody if anybody wants to get it on FIFA while Brent's at high schools and numerous places around the city, I'll be playing FIFA on PlayStation 4 if anybody uh, wants to get there it. There you but, go. Yeah, get, in, get in on the game. Get in on, I mean, anybody can do that. So that's after Action Sports Shack's OT, by the way, at 6 o'clock. That is true. Yeah, but then anybody can catch these hands or feet in FIFA. But, uh, yeah, so mini fridge situation is this. Uh, my parents had a wine cooler, right? So not exactly a mini fridge, but that's not as cool to flex on Twitter. So I uh, brought it in, and I said, you know what, Brent? We pay too many times 75 cents for a Coke. Uh, so I decided to go to BJ's, got the big... 30, 40 pack of the Diet Coke and the Coke Zero brought in the wine cooler, and now it's cooling our Cokes, but you're not here. Wow, that's awesome. I'm glad you did that. Call it home, baby. I like that a lot. By the way, like on Friday, I had to stock some uh, beverages in the fridge just to keep them cold because I'd got them on the way into the show. Yeah. So it would have been be helpful. a good place to put them now. So I'm not sure I'm supposed to say that loud, but hopefully nobody's listening that would. Well, be offended by. Well, it's yeah, it's just the 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 Starlight Coke, right? That's what you're talking about, like the new That's version right. of Coke. That's right, mm-hmm. the new version, uh, Diet Coke. Hopefully, that is. So, I thought you were kidding about the mini fridge, wine cooler, whatever it is, but you got one. That's cool. I mean, now it really feels like we're uh, in college, uh, for sure. Speaking of college, I, I saw somebody today, or maybe it was yet. Oh, I think it was today. I think it was Flagler. Like the semester's over, they're out of school, but they're still playing tennis, I think, uh, because they advanced. I was like, wow, that's right, man. Early May, you get, got out of college. That's the best. The summer is longer. Yeah. No, I had some people from various colleges that I went to high school with, which I can't figure this one out still, but more power to them. They just graduated, so shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> Graduate. How old are you? <laughs> uh, twenty. Going to be 25. Yeah, so, that happens. Listen, it's um it's a marathon, not a sprint. As long as you get the very expensive piece of paper, that's really all that matters. And some of my friends got that over the weekend, so shout out to them. <laughs> um that uh congratulations to them for sure. Shout out uh to all that. We we are starting to get those graduation cards in the mail, so it's happening over the next few weeks in high school uh as well. Fantastic local sports week, if you like. Tonight we've got flag football. And there are a couple of really good teams, like I mentioned, Fleming and Middleburg. And then baseball and softball. We just came off the weekend of lacrosse. So we continue to highlight the local sports scene 
And it's a good week for that. I mean, there are a lot of teams still playing, and now the state tournaments begin. Really a fun time. Plus, we have the Icemen home for three games this week. They've got to win one to force that game five. They're down 2 nothing to the Everblades. The Shrimp come back home, which means Max Meyer back in action. And they're home for like two weeks now. Of course, you can listen to the games on ESPN 690. So we've really got a lot happening uh, here in town, which is cool. And that's kind of one of the themes of today. Uh, we did this a bit last night on TV on Action Sports Shacks Primetime. And you think, like, football gets a little quiet after the draft. You get the, the, you know, the rookies coming in after they get drafted. Last weekend was a lot of fun. You've got rookie minicamp now later in the week, and then that will flip right into OTAs. But it's still a little bit of a quiet period. I don't know how much news we're going to get, right, uh, in terms of after all the news we had for months. This will, will be a little bit of a lull in the action from a football standpoint, uh, unless we're talking high school spring ball and, and that kind of thing. Well, it's still an underrated time of year if you like sports now. I mean, it's really a cool time of year if you like the NBA, the NHL. Uh, heck, we'll talk about the Kentucky Derby in a little bit. Local sports seem good. College is uh, all going into the College World Series and softball and College World Series and baseball over the next month. Uh, it's really a, a little something for everybody and maybe more than usual. Like, that's the cool part. There is a lot going on. We'll get into the major championship golf scene in a couple weeks, too. So pick your poison. It, I mean, there's no way you should be like, well, I don't like that, I don't like that, I don't like that, unless you just like football. I mean, ju- you have to just like football to not like something going on right now. Heck, uh, we talk about NASCAR is always a thing in town. We don't talk about it enough. F1 was just in South Florida. We're going to talk a little bit about why that's all of a sudden a booming business. I mean, a little something for everybody, Casey, uh, probably even soccer if you like that. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of good soccer going right now. Uh, you gotta. We're gonna figure out who's gonna be the Premier League champion here in a bit. So yeah, there's a lot going on. NASCAR. I'm, I'm, you probably didn't see my tweet, but that's okay. Joey Logano, bro, cost me a lot of money. Cost William Byron a lot of money. So a um, lot of lot of stuff going on, and I'm out there flipping around and everything. You know, I like hockey, so I'm watching the Lightning either demolish the Maple Leafs or get demolished. There's no in between. It's been pretty odd. Obviously, that NBA's been good. So yeah, there's a there's a lot going on, and I think now's the time where. If you're diehard football and that's your main thing, like most people are, now's the time to kind of figure out what else you might like, right? Because look into F1, like you said, or NASCAR, or just racing in general, IndyCar as well. Uh, NHL playoffs are obviously exciting. NBA, obviously, we know what that is. But I think now's the time you expand your horizons. Like, I watched the Kentucky Derby, like, more than I would have. Like, I watched the pre-show and all the hats and stuff. Um, That's not something I usually do, but I felt the need to do it. So I guess I'm expanding my own horizons. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like you are. What? What? Do you, not everybody's going to like everything. Do you really think there are just like football fans? Is is there just fo- people that like football, or do people like go into other sports? I mean, the, I know everybody doesn't love the NHL, or not everybody loves the NBA, not everybody loves golf. Like I get that. I'm not saying everybody is a sports fan of everything, but football is such a king sport right now. Uh, yet I don't think. USFL numbers are through the roof or anything like that. So I don't think like they're thirsty enough for different than the NFL. I mean, NFL and college uh, are seemingly king and have this broad span of, of sports fans. Uh, you, fantasy football brings a lot of those folks in as well. Gambling brings those folks in as well. But you can gamble on other things. You can be fantasy sports and other things, too. I, I got to believe that if you like football, you like something else, too. And, and at a minimum, you probably like a few things. Yeah, I, I would like to uh, I'd go with you there. It's hard. I think it's hard just in general 
to like one thing. Like there's a lot of stuff out there. So I think if you if football is your main thing, I think that's how a lot of us are. Like football is our main thing. But there's so many other things that are interesting. So are there probably just football fans out there? Yes, but they're probably Patriots fans or teams that win. I imagine it's hard to be a Jags fan and have nothing else to go to. Or like a Jets fan and have nowhere else to go. Because like when you lose a lot, you need to, you know, go somewhere else. Maybe it's Netflix. I don't know. But I think there, there's probably just some football fans. But I would like to believe that most sports fans kind of have a wide net of stuff that they can fall back on if need be. Yeah, your your net is really wide. like Massive, yeah. My my net's not that wide. Like, what, what am I locked into? Uh, I mean, I'll front run some of these things, too. If I find something good, look, look, I watched a couple of those Memphis Golden State games last week because it was good. Yeah. And so, but I wouldn't normally do that. Like, honestly, I, I probably didn't watch, like, some of the other games in the series. But yeah. I'll watch some if they're really good. So I got to believe there are people like me, and uh, heck, I do this for a living. Um, so, but you bounce around and you say, okay, what's really entertaining at the moment? Um, and but you have a wide net. I mean, you you you'll sit there and watch everything. And I think the younger Brent would probably do the same. I think uh, priorities change a little bit. Uh, and if all this was on TV when I was somewhere between the ages of like 12 and 25, I probably would watch like every, sports like. 24 hours a day. Yeah. But, but even doing what I do, I don't sit there and watch sports like 24 hours a day. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot to choose from. I'm trying to think just over the weekend, I watched Chelsea Saturday morning, and then hockey came on at like 1. I th- Yeah, the Panthers came on. I watched that. Um, I, I, I remember watching NASCAR, watched some F1, uh, more NHL when the Lightning played, some NBA as well. So, yeah, I was kind of um, – I watched the Rays too. I was all over. So, yeah, the, the – oh, and UFC. Can't forget UFC Saturday night. So – and boxing. I watched all those things this weekend. See, and they just keep good. coming ahead. And, oh, and I watched the Cubs game uh, Saturday afternoon a little bit because that was on. So well, and that's yeah. a lot of that's a lot of what we uh, kind of are thinking about this weekend. We, we did something really different last night on TV. We usually try to go local, 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 um, and we still did a lot of local. Actually, we had a couple conversations and, and some other things, but. We kind of hit on, hey, the football uh, lull is maybe here, but look at what else is going on. And what we determined was, especially over the weekend, especially on Saturday, name the sports you just watched. You could have watched just about anything you wanted to, and even football if you did want to go peek in on, like, the USFL or something, like if you wanted that fix or or, uh, the Arena League, you know, so you could get your fix on that. But, I mean, there's obviously golf going on. There's racing all weekend going on. Uh, you, you've got the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs. You had boxing and MMA. Uh, you know, so, and even boxing, you don't usually have, like, something that you might yeah. tune in to watch these days. Exactly. But you actually had, and obviously we're going to talk a little bit about the Kentucky Derby, uh, and, and maybe that was the wildest of wild things is that, I felt like on Saturday of all the sports going on, people were talking horse racing more than any of them. Yeah, that is true. It was um, it was all over my Twitter. Amanda was tweeting about it, which is weird. But, you know, Amanda loves to get her live tweeting in. She goes to your school. So, uh, yeah, Kentucky Derby stuff was all over the place. I wonder how many of those people actually, like, came onto it once they found out what happened because it's only, like, two and a half minutes. Right. Yeah. True. Oh, of course. But it was there was a lot of Kentucky Derby stuff, and then I don't. Do they usually have like the randomest like celebrities of all time? At like Jack Harlow told the jockeys to get up, and then like they had other NBC like people that do other sports. In is that a usual thing? 
Yeah, I think that's pretty. It's kind of like Daytona in that sense where you'll get some of the guys, uh, you'll, you'll get different people, right, that gentlemen start your engines to right. waving the green flag to, and it might kind of coexist a little bit with Fox potentially or just the, the nature of the sport. But, you know, Kentucky Derby is one of those things where you do get a lot of celebs out there. Uh, to, to go see and, and one-time things. Uh, I mean, Brady used to always bring half the Patriots there, it felt like. you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it definitely is a bucket lister. It's not just a bucket lister for me. It's a bucket lister for a lot of people. Let, let's stay on the Derby for a moment because I'm, I agree with what you just said. Uh, all the sports that was going to be the talking point, this is like my give me one thing coming off the weekend. Of all the sports that was going to be the talker of the weekend, and, and, yeah, people are talking about what they like, okay? So I get it. If you're talking John Morant, you're talking the playoffs, you're talking a little baseball here or there, all that stuff. I mean, that's certainly happening, too. But the mass talker on Saturday evening and still on Sunday was this 82-to-1 odd shot coming into the race on Friday and winning. Like, it was the ultimate reason in my estimation of why we love sports. And it was a horse that stole the... <laughs> The headlines, yeah. more than a person, even though the jockey did a heck of a job. I'm not going to sit here and break down the derby, but I love what the derby this weekend represented about why we love sports, why we play sports, why we talk sports, why we go to sports, why we turn the TV on for sports. Like, I thought it was the epitome of everything, of, of what makes sports so cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think... Yeah, I mean, everybody loves the underdog. That's kind of the thing, right? And nobody That's true, too. Nobody bet on them. So, you know, there is that. I wish I would have done that. It's easy to say after it happened. But, yeah, I mean, it was just um, it was like a captivating thing, I guess. And most of the time in the race, I had no idea who was winning because, like, there was, like, three close together and whatnot and the camera angles or what they are. So I was real confused. But when, when old buddy came out and just, like, flew by everybody, like, I was electric for no reason. Didn't bet on him. Didn't care. Didn't even know which horse it was. But I was like, yo, this dude was losing. And then he won. And then we found out it was like, or they told us, but like it was number 21, which then made me mad because I thought I was going to pick him and didn't. But nonetheless, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a crazy thing. Just, I, I don't know if it's because it happened so fast or because they're horses. Like, I don't know, but I was electric for that two and a half, two, 30, 60, whatever it was minutes. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Thank goodness. It was two, two Oh two hey. point sixty one for me. Yeah. For you. I you know, the over, um, as I was getting in bets for you, thank you, or from you. Man, no Appreciate problem. Appreciate it. Uh, the, and by the way, I told you, I said, that 21 horse has no chance from the outside like that. You did tell me that, yes. I don't, see, I was trying to tell Amanda this. Like, I don't know if this was on the air on Friday or not, but I said either in the break or during when we were picking picks, I was like, yo, 21, like, is that good? You're like, no, absolutely no. not. Like, he's all it, the way, he has to go so far. So then I was like, oh, you know, Brett knows what he's talking about. He covered the race, you know, he, he's a horse racing <laughs> well, guy. I, and then I see number 21 win, and I'm cursing your name. I'm it's going crazy. It was bad. Yeah. It's crazy, you know, because I, I was also looking at the two horse had a lot of trouble in the gate, right? And so yeah. somebody, yeah, I was telling the kids, I always bet like a superfecta 2415, twins and then their birthday and all that. And so always, every race, I would always bet a dollar superfecta, right? 2415. And in the derbies where you can win a lot, and by the way, the superfecta in the Kentucky Derby was $321,000 if you got the first four horses correct. I can't imagine anybody did. <laughs> on a $1 bet, no, on a $1 nuts. bet, $320,000. Of course, uh, I mean, Powerball's not that expensive, and you can win a lot, too. So, I mean, I get it. It's a similar thing. But we're looking at two horses. I was like, I don't know. That horse, usually when they get 
they don't like the gate, they get worked up, they're exerting energy. Or the other way to look at it, sometimes they just want to go run, you know, yeah. and they're excited. And so when the when Rich Strike won, I couldn't see the one on the on the sat the saddle was covering it up. So I thought two won. I was like, holy cow, two ended up winning after all that mess before the race. And then obviously quickly I, I remembered it was twenty one. Um, but I mean it was We've seen some wild finishes now at the Kentucky Derby. Giacomo, I covered Funny Side. Go back and read about Funny Side real quick. Take you five minutes. And it was a long shot. And they were from the Albany area, Saratoga area, the, the ownership group. And so it was a huge story when I was in Albany covering horse racing. And I had just gotten there about that time. I think uh, that was 2003. So that was my first experience in horse racing. Well, this was such a long shot. But, man, the gear that that horse hit – and. Don't we love TV? I told you I love covering horse racing because of the natural sound and the colors in the HD world that that kind of just brings it to life. Well, how about the blimp view or the up top, whatever, it's a drone view or yeah. a blimp view now. I mean, to see that race unfold and then to see how it's covered, the replays is where everybody's like, holy cow. I mean, look where that horse is, 16th place with like 36 seconds left to go in the race. And then the gear that it hits and the jockey did a tremendous job because you bumped the horse, you might get disqualified, by the way. And so he did a tremendous job to oh, navigate really? through. The, oh, yeah. Well, it just depends. If it impacts, I mean, you can nudge. Sometimes there's going to be a little rub in his racing. But, yeah, I mean, you can uh, you can definitely have an infraction there if you you bump a horse out of the way. Like, I mean, this isn't like uh, what Logano did last night. Yeah, they should have done that today. to Joey Logano, <laughs> old bum. Just so... I mean, it's just uh, the whole thing, uh, uh, how it was covered, how it was announced. I mean, heck, the thank goodness the spotter came in with, because the announcer had no plans on 21 being a part of it. And that is a hard thing to do play-by-play right. for, that track announcer. I mean, that is a tough thing. It's a really cool thing, but it's a tough thing. So I just thought everything, I mean, really, you sit here, and we talk sports every day. We talk, and we love talking football, and the Jags are king, and football's king down here in the South. But once in a while, you take a step back. And I tweeted this a few weeks ago. We had the Iceman home and the shrimp home, and we had high school ball and all this stuff going on, the draft coming up. And I was like, man, this is a cool local sports week. I'll say it again last week and this week. We've got state championships and tournaments, and to me, that's what local sports is all about. But then on a bigger scale, I really felt like coming off the weekend – where the, now the draft's in the rear view, and football's always going to be a front of mind for us. And now you have all this other stuff that was happening Saturday and Sunday, and the Derby of all things that nobody talks about. Nobody talks about the Kentucky Derby, and nobody talks about horse racing outside of like that like one-hour window. And these days, nobody talks about horse racing in a positive light. There's been a lot of negatives from Bob Baffert to other things. And so I, I just... I love it. I love what it's just a uh, a reminder that sports is pretty cool, uh, and it took a horse. <laughs> yeah, uh, to remind us real quick on this, and this is probably a bad question, uh, but do these horses like race all over? Like they kept putting up like lower thirds. Actually, that's a better question. So one of the horses in the Kentucky Derby, they put up a lower third that he won his last race, and that race was in Dubai. How'd they get the horse to Dubai? Oh, they fly it. Really? Oh, yeah. A horse? Yeah. How big is the plane? Pretty big. Okay. Yeah. But so then I guess back to my second question, because that blew my mind. Is there like a horse racing series, for lack of a better term? Like, he raced in Dubai and won like a race before. Another horse had won in Florida. Like, is there like a, a series or yeah, of some well, sort? 
Well, there's all but different meets is how it's right. Uh, oh, so for like okay. six weeks or two months up in Saratoga is one of the, the best places on the planet for it. Uh, it's very well known. And so it's just a beautiful place. And, and uh, this horse probably will run there in the Traverse Stakes. It's not a triple crown race, but it's like a million-dollar race. And, and then like in New York and New Jersey and Florida and uh, I mean, there's a bunch of racetracks all over the country that hold these meets, some more prestigious than others, Churchill Downs. In fact, this horse had won like a the, – the claiming race, somebody got this horse for $30,000 because he had won a seven, by 17 lengths in one of these claiming races, and now it just won $1.8 million. That's crazy. <laughs> and that's not even factoring in the stud fees and everything else going on after the fact. So, um, yeah, I would say they struck it pretty rich. But, yeah, all over the world there's horse racing now – how many times does a horse run in a year? Yeah. You know, how, how much do they plan for the Triple Crown? And that's one of the things about Triple Crown. It's grueling uh, to do it in the time frame they have to do it. Uh, that's not, you know, think about a horse as like an MMA fighter in a lot of ways. Not many fighters mm. or boxer. Like, they're not fighting every week, right? It's a good they're call. Not, they're, it's more like four to six weeks, maybe even two months, sometimes maybe even a longer layoff. And it's a very similar game in that respect. Uh uh, that you have uh, you have few opportunities and, and you take advantage of it. So yeah, there are these series. And by the way, the Breeders' Cup goes into that. Breeders' Cup's one of the biggest and, and the most money um, that you can win. Like in October, I think it is, um, and that's a cool thing if you really like horse racing. So yeah, there there are series, there are meets, there are there are paths. Um, but not every horse is going to go run in Dubai. So like, you probably have to have yeah. special breeding to be able to go jump on a plane if you're a horse yeah. and go do that. You yeah. Know? I, I, that blew my mind. Like I was worried about that for like 10 minutes before the race started. I was like, how'd they get him there? I'm like trying to figure out the logistics. But it's kind of like swimming then, I guess. Like there's different meets. Type, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know, like I wouldn't say there's just like one series. Right. Um, but there's just different classifications for female horses, for male horses, for three-year-old <laughs> horses, for two-year-old horses. Um, yeah, right. I don't get so, into that at all. But. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously pretty complex. But like I said, it's a kind of like... I mean, the MMA and, and other sports like that, like, you don't know exactly all levels of it, but you pay attention when it's the big time. That's true. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And that's the triple crown is the big time uh, when it comes to Like, you won't pay attention to Traverse Stakes in Saratoga because it won't get a lot of love around, right, like, end of July. Right. I, I mean, end of August going into football season. But, like, I will because I've been to Saratoga. I've covered the event. I know it's a big race, and I like horse racing a little more than you. You, you so, do. like, I'll pay attention to it as much like you're paying attention to some soccer match today, and I could care less about it. So what you're telling me is whenever that is, you're going to call me 20 minutes before again and say, hey, can you do something for me? <laughs> yeah, probably. But whatever site you use, you can't. I like some of the bets you could do, though. Hey. I lost all bets but one, right? Yeah. All one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he almost won by a length. Almost. Almost. That would have been, yeah. yeah. yeah Can't okay. win them all, Brent. All right. Uh, well, I already paid up for it. so You did. Uh, we'll be back. We're live from Fleming Island Golf Club. By the way, get the Dream 18 card. Action Sports Shacks, Dream18.com, and you can play at a discounted rate. Of course, looks awesome. They continue to do more work, extending the driving range, doing a fantastic job out here at Fleming Island Golf Club. We'll be right back on ESPN 690. Amazing to be allowed right in the middle of the competitors just before the race starts. Yeah, now you can see they're locked in. It reminds me of myself. Uh, the real focus. Okay, it's not Patrick. That's why he ignored me in the beginning. But what is your name, sir? Paulo Bancaro. Right, okay. Well, I thought I was talking to somebody else. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> 
ever. Yeah, uh, yeah, a bit of uh, misinformation in the ears there, but um, it doesn't matter. Oh, that is unfortunate. <laughs> that was terrific. You ever done that, Brett? Be honest now. Well, it does remind me of... Where was I? Was I in Providence or Albany? I, I think... Oh, no, I was. I was in Albany. And so the Celtics came to Albany to play some... I forget. It might have been like the Bucs or something like that. I don't know. It was pretty honest. I can tell you that. So, yeah. The other team, I don't remember. But the Celtics were there. And the Celtics were okay at the time. They weren't unbelievable. So we go cover it. And to this day, like, I don't remember who it was. I have got lost in the shuffle. But, like, you're just going to get some sound because you're yeah. covering it. And there's not many guys in the locker room. And, like, it's not like Kevin Garnett was there or Paul Pierce waiting for us to interview him. Right. And so we're just like, hey, we need a little something for, like, tonight's 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock show. And... I would go up, <laughs> I remember being like, just asking him a generic kind of general question to get the interview going. Uh, it was not going to be a feature on him, okay? It was more like, hey, how's it feel to play in Albany? Right. And get the season started. And he, like, immediately was like, do you even know who I am? And the crazy thing is, like, I did. And I think I said it back to him, but, like, now, again, I don't even remember that guy's name now. But he, like... He didn't think I knew who he was. I got you. And so he kind of, like, was very aggressive in the set. Like, it was one of the few moments. I, I remember a few moments. Like, we talked about the Yon one recently. You know, in our world, sometimes it can get a little wild and antagonistic, and, and sometimes you can have some confrontations. Lawyer Malloy got all over me one time after our Patriots loss when I was, like, really new into the business. Like, it was, uh, wasn't even a really crazy question, but he was pissed off. And he he jumped down my throat on something, and that was kind of the end of it. But this would be the other one that I remember, and I just don't remember who the guy was. It was really like a no-name Celtic guy. And he, but he was the one, like, you don't even know who I am, do you? Like, nope. as I asked him the question, like, he wouldn't even answer the question. And I kind of felt like, aren't you lucky, like, I'm, somebody's talking to you? That's what I just said. <laughs> I looked him dead in the face, been like, no, and now nobody's going to know because this isn't going on the news. Yeah, so that was kind of so a long miss, story. Bro. Long story short of this interview here, this was like a Sky Sports interview that, that Casey just played, and it reminded me a little bit of that moment. And so <laughs> it's the Duke kid, right? Yeah, Van Harrow, yeah. Yeah, and, and he does have a little resemblance to Patrick Holmes, but he doesn't look like Patrick Mahomes. Well, but I could yeah. see why the guy would have thought that. No, 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 I get it. It got to be like the same thing, like, for example, Chelsea and Arsenal are playing in Orlando. So if you go interview them, like, would you know for sure who's who? It's kind of like that, right? Yeah, much like that. But That's a good point. maybe consider the fact that Mahomes is like, what, 6'2", and Van Carroll's like 6'10". You well, know, that's maybe take that part into consideration. Like, yeah. I understand you probably wouldn't know that, but maybe red flag it in your head. But, yeah, uh Paulo Bancaro is not Patrick Mahomes, and that's one thing we can report for sure. But the funny thing about that whole situation, right, is every, you don't have to be a reporter to do that. Everybody's oh, no. done that in life. Like, how many times have you gone to the grocery store or whatever, and you're like, think you're talking to somebody, and you're really not talking to that person? Absolutely. You know, and it's really happened to me quite a bit. Now, it, I think some of it's with my, the industry, but... You know what I can't remember? Like, I went, I'm from Rhode Island. I went to school in Ohio. 
I worked in Providence. I worked in Albany, New York. I worked in Louisiana. Now we live in Jacksonville. We lived in Jacksonville for almost 15 years. So it's like now everybody's from Jacksonville in my mind. True. But some people I'll see or a name, and I'm like, this even happens like on Facebook. I'm like, I don't remember if that's from high school, from Albany, from Louisiana, from college. I mean, there are just some that I haven't heard in so long or somebody you haven't seen in so long that you're not sure if you've got them in the right time and place in your life right now. Right. Yeah. And so it's pretty, I bet we do that as a, I think maybe with the social media world and again, like a Facebook or something. I mean, how many people seriously on your Facebook are like, I think I know who that is. I might have gone to high school with them or maybe it's college. Definitely a few. But now they're like, and, and it's. It's going to get worse for you, Casey, because now they're like 15, 20 years older, and they might not look exactly how you remembered them. Oh, that's a good call. Good or bad, I'm just saying, or just older, you know? I mean, they might not look exactly the way you remembered them in, like, 1995 in high school. Yeah, you kind of look like John from high school. Oh, you are John from (laughs) high school. Word, word, cool, yeah. No, it it happens all the time. Like, I've done it a ton of times, like, getting autographs, and, like, if you do minor leaguers not at the stadium... When you don't exactly know what you're looking oh, for, but you one. have an yeah. idea and they're in street clothes, it's every man for themselves. Or in the situation where you don't know who they are, but to your point that you just made, you're trying to fill up a team ball and, like, not at the at the stadium for, like, football, and everyone's wearing, like, the jumpsuits. You're like, hey, can you sign? And if they're like, who am I? You're like, I don't know. I need you I'm to in, fill space. I'm impressed with you guys that can do that because, I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to know. Right. Like, and again, like, there's sports or sports autograph business, but see, I'm like this even in, I'd be like this in the music and actor world, too. Like, I'd have no oh, idea. Like, somebody could be right here walking by, and you'd be like, that is, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're right there. I'd be like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, that's the you same know? thing. If you're trying to, like, if you're doing music autographs, like, you know the singer, but do you really know the guitar player? So you got to kind of take a chance and be like, hopefully you're him to fill up the album. Well, and the sports thing is even more difficult, I would think, because, like, football. For the, in, in defense of this guy, we all know what Patrick Mahomes looks like, but he does wear a helmet 90% of the time. Right. So that guy could watch football in the Chiefs games or whatever and even know American football well, but he might not know exactly what Patrick Mahomes looks like because of the helmet. So I think football is a weird sport like that. I mean, I guess others have it too. Uh, basketball is probably the easiest one to figure out, right? Which one? Basketball. Yeah, because the teams are smaller, so you have well, that's an true I- too. you have an idea. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say basketball is usually the easiest. Um, Hockey is another one. You're doing a team jersey. I've I have done. So this is a good story. Uh, when the Capitals won the Cup, so you do the Cup pucks, right? You try to do the whole team. So the year after they won, they were in Tampa, and I was doing them. And this guy walked out of the hotel, and one of the other autographers was like, he's definitely a player, hundred percent. So we asked the dude, I didn't, but others, because I didn't have enough pucks for that. So he signs a couple pucks or whatever, and then, like, goes on his way, and everyone's looking at the autograph, like, who is that? Turns out it was the video guy. (laughs) Yeah. And then the best part was they forgot when he came back that it was him, and they asked him again, and then he signed again. Dude's a legend. Like, That's I would do the awesome. same. If you're asked, you have to sign. So, like, it was it was hilarious. But then when they asked him again, like, they figured it out as it was happening because he was laughing at him. It was such a great moment. <laughs> that goes – I can see that, by the way. And that could, have We talked about this, I think, from the Super Bowl or maybe – I don't know who, if we've done it on the TV side. But uh, we've talked about go to Radio Road or Super Bowl, and, like, I'll go – you just put some an entourage around you. 
True. And people be like, who is that? You know, yeah. want to come on? And you'd be doing interviews, like, on some radio show in, like, Tucson, Arizona. Exactly. We used to talk about that <laughs> at the airport. Like, if you just came, if you just got some people that you know, like, when you come off a plane or, like, come through the terminal and swarm you, people are going to come up oh, and take a picture with you. That'd Guaranteed. be so good. Yeah. That'd be so good just to set. I'm surprised, like, all those goofy shows don't do it. Or somebody on, um, maybe they do. It's a good oh, idea. That'd be funny. Yeah, that'd be that'd actually be like a funny YouTube channel or something. I, yeah, or sign autographs as somebody else. That's a good one, too, when you think it's somebody, but it's somebody else. Anyway, we could do that forever, but it's true. Uh, let's uh, go to the phone right now and welcome in uh, Clint Lyons, uh, head coach of the Fleming Island flag football team. They play tonight at 7 o'clock against Pace in the regional finals. When, uh, we want to have those guys out. We'll be out the game. I'll uh, be out there with TV and and also uh, to get some highlights and then pop over to Middleburg, who also plays tonight. But, Coach, uh, good luck tonight. Thanks for taking a couple minutes. And, and how does this set up for you? Confident going into the night? Uh, yeah, you know, pretty confident. I mean, their quarterback, she's a heck of a player. She can run. She can throw it. Um, but, you know, we're a good team, too. It's going uh, to be a tight game. I expect a tight game. And, you know, as I tell my girls, you know, they're going to make some throws. They're going to have a few runs. Just try to limit the damage. And we've been really good all year long about bending but not breaking. So hopefully we can keep that up tonight. Can you get, uh, give our listeners an idea of how flag football in high school works? Uh, by the way, the Mandarin High School will host the state championships for, I think, the second consecutive year coming up this weekend on Friday and Saturday. Uh, we have some really good teams around here like Fleming Island. But, like, what's it's, – it's four quarters. It's uh, – yeah. what's the rules? Like, give us a little – a quick little tutorial. Uh, let me give you a quick little – I mean, it's a quick-moving game. It's 12-minute quarters. The court, the clock really runs. you got three timeouts. Once you get to the two-minute warning of each half, it becomes a pro-style clock, but it's a fast-moving game. Um, you can get first downs at the 20, the 40, and the, and the 20. It's an 80-yard field. So, you know, you have some interesting down-and-distance situations. You know, you could have first down and two at your own 38, which really opens up your playbook, or it could be first down and 20 at your own 20. So, you know, it's, it's interesting in that regard. It's a fast-moving game. So even if you're a good team, if you're an underdog, if you play it close to the vest and hang it around in there, you can get to halftime and it can be 0-0. So, I mean, it's, it's a fast-moving, fun, quick game. And, by the way, the opportunities for girls playing flag football, it, it continues to grow. Um, but not everybody's doing it right now in the high school ranks, and there's only two classifications. Like, for instance, to, to give folks an example out there, uh, Fleming Island and football would be in, like, the 7A classification. Uh, I think you guys are, what, 2A uh, because there's only yeah. two classifications in flag football. So is this going to continue to grow more and more teams play flag football? Oh, yeah, it's definitely continuing to grow. I would think within maybe four to five years they're going to have to go to three divisions. To give you an example about – We've been pretty consistent good. In 2017, we went down. We had to play Dr. Phillips in a second-round regional game. We have about 2,000 students. If you know, Dr. Phillips is the biggest public school in the state. They got about 4,000. So uh, I hope they do go to three divisions at some point because you run in those kind of schools. I mean, they should be able to find seven girls who can run around. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I tell you, I mean, why, why did somebody's asked me this recently? Maybe you'll know. Did they think about putting it in the fall, or why does it sit in the spring with so many it other schools? It's, it's uh well, because of boys' football, you got to think, boy, it's not just Friday night football. You know, you got JV games on Thursday night. So you're thinking about right there, you got two two days during the week when you really can't use the field. Yeah, good so, point. And one of, the, uh, one of the other things, you know, some of the schools, I got a girl, 
he might be transferring in from Nevada has it. They added it. I think they do it in the fall. Alaska has it. They definitely do it in the fall. I think they do it first wow. thing in, in August and September to get it out of the way before it's crazy cold, you know. But the big thing, I think, between JV and varsity football, you're just looking at two days every week where it's going to be hard to find a field. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, years ago, it was like powder puff. Go out there and have some fun, right? Yeah. I mean, that each school might yeah. have it. I mean, this are, are these girls focused on flag football, or do you see this as a secondary sport sometimes? Um, most of my girls, I mean, obviously, I would say, you know, I have some girls real serious into soccer and volleyball, and you just kind of got to work with them. Um, there's some other girls, you know, that's their only sport. So, it, you know, it's a mix of both. Um, I got some track girls. I mean, the better teams are finding a way to, like, share athletes, you know. And so, yeah. you know, like Kirby Smart said, you can have all the plays you want, but you better have some players. So um, yeah. we find a way. Me and the track coach got a pretty good relationship, so I get a few with him. One of my girls, she uh, drove herself to the regional in Fort Walton on Friday because she played in our semifinal game, regional semifinal on Thursday night. So. Wow, that's uh, pretty wild. That's pretty good stuff, too. Clint Lyons with us, Fleming Island flag football coach. They play Pace tonight, 7 o'clock out here in Fleming Island. We'll be there. We'll have some uh, highlights for you tonight on Action Sports Shacks on CBS 47 at Fox 30 uh, at 10 and 11 o'clock. Uh, let me leave you with this. I heard this the other day, but this is a collegiate sport, right? I mean, there are college yeah. scholarships being offered. How popular is that? And I guess I'll ask you kind of a similar question. Are we going to see more and more girls potentially get college scholarships to play flag football i think it's going to be you know like some of the smaller so right now naia schools have been starting it okay um there's actually pretty serious club teams at like florida and ucf now they're just club teams but those club teams they could you know one of my girls plays on it they're really good they play in the national tournament so it's serious on that regard i mean it's going to be like you know the smaller sports you know even in you know, Florida State baseball, those guys are on quarter scholarships. It's not full rides. But, yeah, you're going to see more of that for sure, especially at smaller schools. And eventually, I'm sure one day, Division One will pick it up. It's a pretty cheap sport to operate. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. I mean, especially if you got field turf. I mean, then it's a really cheap sport to do it. Obviously, you got to maintain fields if not. But uh, yeah. uh, really good stuff. Well, uh, Coach, good luck tonight. We'll see you over there with the TV cameras as well. But I uh, wanted to get you on and, and at least preview this one. Good luck against Pace. And a trip to the Final Four uh, hopefully awaits. All right, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You bet. That's Clint Lyons, Fleming Island uh, flag football head coach. And but you didn't know all that about flag football, did you, in the high school ranks, Casey Kurtz? No, I had no idea. We didn't have it um, at Palmetto, as far as I know. We played it in homecoming. And what they would do would be like the the girls would play flag football and then the guys would coach. But that's the only thing I ever knew about. Yeah, it. that's that was like, like the powder puff stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, no, it's it's pretty fascinating, especially like how serious it is. Like it's pretty cool, and that they play it in Alaska. That's also dope. I did not know that. Uh, that it's it's pretty wild. Listen, uh, I'm a little bit jealous because I actually think there are t every sport gets thrown in the spring, in my opinion, because my kids play spring sports. Oh, like, true. they just started boys' volleyball down in St. John's County. And, like, if it was in the fall, Ty would play. But it's in the spring. Yeah. If if they played football, uh, flag football in the winter or even the fall, I think Kaylee would play, and I think she'd love it. You think but she'd be QB? I think she could. She could chuck a football now. I be she, no, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, she can throw it. And so, I mean, I don't know how good she'd be at the sport and trying to hit a receiver and stuff, but she can throw it. And so, like, I... I'm almost jealous of it. I wish it just wasn't at this 
season. Yeah. But I was like that as a kid. So I, like, I liked playing golf and I liked playing tennis, but it was in baseball season, so I couldn't play either in high school. Were you a problem on the tennis court or what? I was pretty decent at tennis, but kind of like self-taught. No way I'd be good enough against. Like, high school, I played a co- I played in college for one year. Really? Yeah. I redshirted my freshman year, and so it was kind of like a club level in college. And so I played tennis in college um, huh. for one season because I was redshirting baseball. So I really, like, when the team would go on the road and stuff, you didn't go, yeah. I wasn't really part of the team, you know? So um, so you could just pick up a racket and go play. And that's literally what we did. Picked huh. up a racket and went and played. It was a lot of fun, though. Yeah. See that? Little known fact about Brent Martin there that I had a college no year of tennis under my belt. Yeah. And yeah, you learn something every day on this program. Sometimes it's about Brent. Sometimes it's about other things. But today, it's all about Brent. <laughs> no, it's not just about Brent. You just learned to play flag football in high school in Alaska. Oh, that's true. That's way better than what we learned about you, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it is. Like it's awesome. I, yeah, yeah. I can spend the whole show on that, but I won't. We'll be back. Action Sports on ESPN 690. We're live out in Fleming Island. Fleming Island Golf Club. Come on out. Say hello. Top of the tee. Hit some balls. Use power tee. And uh, say hello to us. We'll be right back on ESPN 690. Brent Morton, back here at Fleming Island Golf Club on a beautiful afternoon in May in Jacksonville, Florida. You know what's really weird to me is that for so many years when I got here, we covered the Players' Championship during right. this past week. And now there's like this opening on the calendar. Uh, and I do miss the players in May from this standpoint. I, I don't think I miss it as much as I thought I would, by the way. I like it. It's okay in March. I, I like it. Uh, but I miss the Moms Day on Sunday at the players mm. and the pink out. And it just had like a the special day feel to it, and I, I don't think they can replicate that, obviously, because it's not like a holiday that it's ending on uh, in March. So that's probably one thing that I'm, I'm missing. Of course, the weather is a, usually a little bit warmer in May, but we're going to get everything uh, in the month of March, and we did get everything <laughs> this what past is, March. Wouldn't that have messed up your uh, baseball softball schedule pretty bad? Nowadays? Well, now, you know, I mean, now it's been a couple, few years. So, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I didn't have to deal with that. But you're right. Uh, now, even in March, I, I kind of have to bounce out of there or, or make an adjustment uh, because they're playing then, too. Really, this time of year would be like playoff time. Yeah, so, this is uh, crunch time. You're, you're not right. Well, last year, you know, the, the district championships, both Ty and Kaylee played in baseball and softball on draft night. Really? Yes. And obviously, I missed the district championships of both of those games. Um, and Dang. so I was getting updates like on set as Trevor Lawrence was getting drafted. So well, that's fine. We knew uh, that was happening. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, but this year, the school year got, I don't know if the school year is back a week or whatever, but it was a week off this time around, oh. uh, which I like it better. I hope it doesn't go back uh, because uh, hopefully they'll be playing in some more district championships uh, to come. Uh, speaking of uh, some baseball, softball, my goodness, the Yankees almost throw a no-hitter today. They love this Cortez guy, by the way. He's, he's, he's a bit of a character on the mound. Um, yeah. And he was sensational. The Orioles win again. The Orioles are not in last place in the AL East. That's, the Red Sox are. Yeah, it's tough, Brent. I'm not going to lie to you. That's that's pretty bad. It's just really the Orioles, bad. I mean, the Red Sox might have to consider firing everybody if they're behind the Orioles. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't even wait, to be honest but with you. Don't panic just yet. Don't panic. I would. 
I do have this question for you. I want you to think about this over the break. All right. The Yankees and the and the Mets are both good. It's good True. time. We talked about this a little bit. The Yankee, good time being a New York fan. Blah blah blah. You get to pick one to ride with for the rest of the year. Hmm. You've got a bigger sample now. We might even have asked this early on the season, but you got a bigger sample. Who you're riding with the rest of the year? Who do you trust? the most between the Mets and the Yankees because it's a long season, folks, and it's a hard thing uh, to stay good for a long time. We'll be back. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690, live from Fleming Island Golf Club, 4 o'clock hour on the way next.